You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You know what you are? You're a popcorn salesman. Worldwide Sports Radio presents the, 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 the Home Stretch. All right, let's hit the field with, with, with Tyler and friends. Hello! Welcome to the Home Stretch, where all of our childhood heroes deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Except this guy to my left knows nothing about any Hall of Famers because he's a Met fan. Excuse me. But on the first part, welcome to the home stretch. I'm your host, Tyler Harrison, along with my co-host slash producer slash amazingly timed Speedy Petey. Amazingly timed. And uh, the Beeb is here. Of course. And the Beeb is here. And the Beeb is here. And the Beeb is here. You should be thrilled that I'm here. I'm always thrilled that you're here because now I look smarter than I already was. Keep telling yourself that. Oh, I don't need That's to. Fine. Other people tell me too. It's oh, great. It's well, awesome. Well. Anyway, so a lot to get to, a lot to get to, a lot to get to. Yes, um, sir, indeed. So we're, we were going to start with the UFC today because they put on a sham of a fight on Saturday. Absolute sham. I was ready to go. I know Errol talked about it, but, you know, I, I, I said this last year about this place, and I got a lot of resentment towards it. It's hysterical how a year changes things. That's one. I think him talking about it is an understatement. (laughs) Oh, I I, I couldn't watch the show because I I want my own opinion. I don't want to repeat anything that he said on purpose. So that's one. Uh, Two, the MLB Hall of Fame came out today. And I I didn't really think it was that big of a deal until the vote actually came out. Um, Derek Jeter was going to be a selection no matter what you thought. He, it was guaranteed he was going to be in the first battle Hall of Famer. That, to me, mm-hmm. wasn't a question. It was going to be, is he going to join his partner, Mariano, as unanimous, or was he going to get screwed? And he ultimately got screwed. Yes, he but did. But that's, that, that's not where we're starting the show. Antonio Brown is again in the media. I said this on over Friday. I'll rehash this again. Someone needs to get this man help. Yes. Um, he's very close to what Aaron Hernandez started doing, and it's not, it's not okay. And honestly, at this point, his family, if he has any, I, and I'm just saying that because no one's reached out to him yet to tell him to shut the hell up. Someone needs to go down there and physically get him into a rehab. Well, even his cousin that plays for what, Baltimore, he should do something to help him. Uh, right? d- well, yeah, but to be quite honest with you, if I was him, I'd stay far away from him well, at this point. Yeah. You're a young rookie wide receiver who's trying to learn the game of football. Yeah, but it's you, so family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No. But they're cousins. Cousins, cousins, you don't know if they're strange cousins, distant true, cousins. True, true. I, I see my cousins once a year, so well, you, you I know what I mean. I see my cousins all the time, so well, there you go. Every so. family is different. Yep. That's the point. But um, there, there's a lot to get to. Obviously, we have the Super Bowl, Kansas mm-hmm. City, San Francisco. That's what the picks were over the weekend. You know, I, the playoffs, unfortunately, had a bitter sweet to it. A lot of surprises. Nah, but no, nah, I mean... The, Tennessee beating Baltimore was a surprise, yes. Oh, I called it, so I guess it wasn't a surprise to me, but oh, well. that's fine. That's um, still a surprise. Oh, not to, to those who were in shock, sure. Uh, not to me. But anyway, there, there's just a lot to get to, but first, we all know how this show starts. We all know how I love to do this. Um, 
if you want to call the show and talk about how great Derek Jeter is with me, the number to do that is one eight four five four seven eight three two seven two. Um again, that is the number to call eight four five four seven eight three two seven two or if you have any random questions, uh we love going off topic here. And Renee Canals no longer works here, so <laughs> someone has to go off the rails about something. <laughs> Uh, we're actually going to start in hockey news because I feel like around the world in sports never starts with hockey. I normally save it for last because I can't stand talking about hockey so quickly. Um, we're going to start with the biggest hockey game around here. We're from Long Island. Long Island zone, the New York Islanders take on the New York's favorite team, the New York Rangers. Um, the Rangers have taken two out of the last three. Unfortunately, right now it looks like the Islanders are taking the third one. Uh, they're up actually right now 3 nothing. So you see how I did that? Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, 3 nothing. And uh, the New York Rangers need to stop playing Gergachev. His value is dropping by the minute. So I would stop playing him all together. Well, he was about to defeat against the Islanders until now. Yeah, well, he hasn't played great since they brought up Shostorkin. And right now, teams are looking at him going, yeah, well, there goes your first round pick. We'll give you a third now. They need to stop playing him. But... In other news, Vegas is up 2-1 to one over the Boston Bruins. Mark Stone, last from the past, and uh, Nicholas Haig has scored for the Knights while... Last from the past, he's 25 years old. <laughs> is he really that young? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I feel like I've said his name for years now. And uh, Jeremy Lazen has scored for the Bruins. As Boston's kind of going into a little bit of a cold streak themselves. The Penguins and Flyers, that is a hockey game that everyone should want to watch. That's tied at zero. Sit the kids back. 27. No, see, I was going to say. <laughs> now, but I feel like I've been saying his name for 10 years. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are up 3-1 over the Winnipeg Jets. I almost said the Minneapolis Jets. I don't know why. I apologize. Patrick Lane has scored for the Jets. Terrino Taravainen. Justin Williams has scored. I think this is his first game back, right? No, I think, it's his, I think he's been back, I think, four games. Now. All right, well, it's his first goal, so there's that. And uh, Martin Nikas has scored for the Hurricanes. 3-1 Hurricanes. And uh, later today, the Chicago Blackhawks take on the Florida Panthers. And that's all the hockey. We actually have a lot of college basketball to get to, so here we go for that. Um, at 11 o'clock, San Diego State will take on Wyoming. They'll win this game by about 60. Wyoming's 5-15. and 15. They San had Diego. to rally over the weekend. They were down at halftime. <laughs> no, I think San Diego State will win this one handsomely. And uh, at 9 o'clock, Duke takes on Miami. That could be a trap game. That could be a trap game. A week after they lost to Clemson. That could be a trap game. Right. That could be a trap game. Um, right now, let's go to games in action, right? In the second half, number 15 ranked Kentucky is up 57-52 over the University of Georgia. Uh, Illinois, 21 ranked in the nation, are beating Purdue 49-39. Here's the game that everyone should be watching, and I'm not, I mean this. Number 9, Villanova, is taking on number 13, Butler, 49-45. Villanova, 11 minutes left in the second half. Goodnight. Go check out that Two game. Two big runs here to open up the second half for that. Maybe. Yeah. And uh, let's go to the blowout, right? All right. So number three, Kansas is up 60-39 to 39 over Kansas State. That's that. And uh, also, Ugh. yeah, I know. I know how you feel about Kansas. It's okay. Sorry, buddy. We'll get over it. <laughs> and then number 18, Texas Tech is up 20-15 to 15 over TCU with about nine minutes left in the first half. This game just started. And then upset alert. Number 17, Maryland, is trailing 48-42 to Northwestern. They haven't been the same since they were one of the three undefeated teams, or four undefeated teams. I feel like the undefeated teams this whole year have been screwed. Well, yeah, but I think they started 
uh, they were the fourth or fifth one left, and since then they've been, I think, a game or two under 500. Yeah, they they haven't been the same. You are right about that. And then, ladies and gentlemen, there's one counted one basketball game today. A lot of them played yesterday for Martin Luther King Day, uh, and Damian Lillard put on a show. Man, that boy is special. We need to stop acting like he's not the best. He's right now the best point guard in basketball. By far. I'm, that is without certainty. He's the best point guard in basketball. And if I'm Golden State, Steph Curry is not playing until next year. That's me. But right. at 8.30, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, Paul George, Dallas, Los Angeles Clippers, Rick Carlisle, Doc Rivers. There you go. 8.30, it's going to be a great game. It will be on NBA TV, so definitely check that out. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Around the World in Sports, brought to you by New York Sports Scene. See that behind me? Yep, 1815 Middle Country Road. Yep. Hop Hog. Yep. New York. Yep. Zip code. Nope. Don't know it. Don't really care. <laughs> Don't really care. I have no idea what it is, I swear. But um, that's Around the World in Sports. Um, absolutely amazing time. Um, so... Before we get into, obviously, the sports segment of this show, that will include a lot of uh, Derek Jeter and Larry Walker talk, as they are the two to be inducted into the 2020 class of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. There's a lot of gripes. Trust me, there's a lot of gripes. I have a huge one, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I do want to just take a second here, because I don't know if anyone else has done this today. I hope everyone fully understands what yesterday meant and Martin Luther King Day, and I hope everyone especially right now, understands the magnitude of what he actually meant to society, not just one group of people, to society. Because there are other groups of people during this time that were not held in the same regard. Basically, if you weren't a white male during this time, you didn't really have a say in what was going on. And that's not what we're here for, um, not to make this conversation uncomfortable. Obviously, I don't know the other side of the struggle, or I don't know the struggle, but I do know a lot of people that do know the struggle, and I'm very glad that we are finally getting better at addressing things, and I am very glad that we are more vocal as a society, and um, I really hope that everyone remembers what Martin Luther King's message was, because it feels like we've sort of lost track of that, you know? So I do hope that everyone kind of lets that sink in and just kind of remembers the magnitude of it. Obviously, there was a lot of obstacles he had to overcome. But again, just we all have a dream. So yeah, no one's too big or too small for their dream. And whatever their dream is, let them do it. But um, Well said, Paolo. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I do get paid around here to do this for a reason. <laughs> but, um, yes, so we will uh, leave the sloppy stuff behind, and uh, we will get back to the sports because that's what we do. But before we do that, Snugs alert! Hey. Oh, here we go. Speedy, you've got to murder one. Oh, F1 and marry one. The Kansas Jayhawks, the San Diego Chargers, and the Beave. Ban the Beave. Hashtag New Year, no Beave. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So the, oh, what was it? the Chargers, the Kansas basketball, and the Beave. So, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Can we talk sports? We are. 
But this, this is, is much more funny. All right. Uh, I guess the Chargers for Mary, they have to have somebody hot with the cheerleaders, I guess. Uh, there you go. Good answer. Good answer, uh, Speedy. Good answer. Uh, what were the other two? Was, I feel like I'm on Family Feud. Was, good answer. Good answer. Yeah, it's on the board. Good answer. Yeah. What was it? Kill one and what else? Uh, F one. Well, no. Uh, I guess you're done, Beef. Uh, Goodbye. Guess, you're done. I guess so. Let's get six feet under. <laughs> I'll do it myself. Oh, all right. There you go. Beef, you're, Hell no. Beef, you're in a tough spot either way. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, well, yeah. I guess uh, I'll, I'll pretty much. I'll keep the beef alive at least. Oh, oh no! Uh, I, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go. Yeah. End the show. You'd, you'd, rather, you'd rather be dead, beef. And end the show, beef. I'll let you choose no. if that really matters. Because I I'll, listen, I'll jump off the bridge myself. All right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Oh Jesus, that's crazy. That's just sick. I think you guys are sick, both of you. Both. I, I got asked the question. I I just read what I was written. Well, maybe next time keep it to yourself. I, but that's not what Snugs Alerts are for. That's oh, not what Snugs Alerts are for. You have to appreciate the Snugs Alerts. All right, let's get into it, Tyler. Even if it means embarrassing yourself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know you just got hit on, but don't bring it this way. Let's Jesus go. Christ. All right, so in all seriousness, uh, the big news of today is the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame has announced their inductees. Derek Jeter will be the headliner of this class. Uh, he received... 99.7% of the vote. I want to know who's the one guy that didn't vote him in. 99.7%. It's just ridiculous. No, I guarantee you what the guy's I know exactly what the guy's going to say. It has nothing to do with steroids. It's, it's probably it's, someone from Boston who didn't put him in. No, I, I guarantee you I know what the 1% is. Oh. That, I guarantee you what they'll say. And then we'll get to that. And then Larry Walker got in by, what, six votes? Something like that. 77.6%, I think yeah, it was. 776 That yeah. is absolutely blasphemous to me that Larry Walker didn't get in unanimous. Not unanimous. Not unanimous. In the 80, 80% tile, 85%. He should have been higher up than this. And, so, and, Kirk and it should not have. Higher too. Well, we're going to get to this. I, I promise you that. We're going to get to that. Uh, but, guys, what is our immediate takeaway well, with Walker, I think I agree with you. I think he deserved to get in mm-hmm. probably not not the first time, obviously, but probably at least five times in the ballot, six times in the ballot. This was the first icon, really, of the franchise. Todd Helton was really the second, but Walker was really no, that The Expos, too, he was great. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really changed a lot. He played on a lot of really bad teams, and he still had very good numbers with it. So it's not like he was carried by Coors Field his whole career. It's not like he was carried by a great offense around him his whole career. Because the Expos had some good teams, but – once guys like Reigns. The Expos had a, had a great team. Right, but once once those guys, once the strike happened, those guys yes, really they, fell apart. Yes. And eventually he had to be on his own for some point, and then mm-hmm. he ended up going to Colorado, I think, 97. So at that point, you really had a couple of years playing with nobody, and he had four different seasons of 350. And again, really, I think him rising the Rockies organization the way they did, so they weren't as bad as something like the Devil Rays were in the beginning of their franchise. Because, again, those expansion teams can be tough. The Diamondbacks won a World Series. The Marlins won a World mm-hmm. Series. So they got the right-of-way boost. But the Rockies didn't have that, but they still had somebody like Larry Walker, well, the Diamondbacks who was a great won. player, very consistent player for a well, long time. Well, the Diamondbacks time. Should have had no business winning that World Series against the Yankees in uh, 2011. 2011. 2011. 2011. I'm sorry. You added a one. They made the playoffs in 11. They didn't, yeah. they, they, didn't, they lost in the first round. Here's, here's my problem. Here's my problem, okay? We're all we're all we're going to talk about Derek Jeter, but let's just talk about for a second here how 
Andy Pettit has only had 11% of the vote. That, that's crazy, too. That's and crazy. how Todd Helton is at 29% of the vote. Right, he should be in, too. That's ridiculous. He's the actual That is absolutely insane. Billy Wagner is an absolute... How is Billy Wagner not on the list? Billy Wagner is arguably the best closer of this generation not named Mariano Rivera. That's asinine. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Absolutely insane. And then, obviously, Bonds and Clemens are going to get in probably next year. No, the way, yeah, the way I, it's I, progressing, yeah. it seems like the percentage... And the Rangers have scored. The way it's progressing, it seems like the percentages favor. It's going to be two years, three years, uh, it could be, like it that could be for two, Bonds It could be two to four years. It yeah, could be. Right. So they'll get in, and then once that once they'll get in, it'll well, be a ripple effect. And Gary Sheffield needs to get. Gary, Gary Sheffield should absolutely already be in. Gary Sheffield will get in too. I think with the Bonds and Clemens, I think they're still. You still told about all these guys that them, should be getting so. in. I mean, but like a guy like Pete Rose, he should be in it. Well, that's a whole different issue. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're, you're not you're, kidding. You're, you're going by numbers. The whole fame is based off of numbers. No, it's not. Well, it, no, it's really it's not. not. I know it's not, but it, that's what it should be based. Right, but it's for. it's also a big reason Larry Walker got in. Over a lot of these other borderline guys, it shouldn't too. be because His all, analytic numbers are very. It shouldn't good. be because you're well liked and this and that, and, and you're friendly with the press. That, 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 it's the, what you do for the game of baseball. That that's true too. So, yes. Now my, I guess my problem isn't that they banned Pete Rose from the Hall of Fame. I understand it, if you did that, you did that for obvious reasons. Mm. Like gambling on baseball is bad. But in hindsight, you just had the biggest scandal in Major League Baseball history. And you completely oh, yes. Yes. gave no punishment whatsoever. And on top of that... Yeah, I think more will come. Oh, well, you can't penalize the Astros, so you're going to have to harsh down the Red well, Sox. They were, they were talking about giving the, um, the World Series to the Dodgers. Yeah, well... You can't do well, that. that. But you can't that was, do that because they lost. Exactly. So just vacate the title. I don't give a damn who well, the they, World they, Series. They, they could do that, sure. No, they, be, they can name no champion for that year. But Oh, Ryan Strom has scored another goal for the Rangers. What a freaking pickup he is. Yeah, he's a good pickup. Absolutely. But, um, but I mean... So, it, it's for what you do for the game of baseball. I have no problem with Pete, Pete Rose not being in the Hall of Fame. My problem is Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame because if you go to the Hall of Fame, he's got there. a ton of stuff there. <laughs> he's got right. two ro- He's got two floors. You're right. He's absolutely all over the place. It's a, I think there's a store there named after him. I don't understand. And to be honest with you, Charlie Hustle to me outweighs the gambling. I... I he didn't bet on his team to lose. He wasn't an NBA. He wasn't Tim Donahue. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I think the I think the Knicks are going to lose this game by fifteen. Uh, what are the Knicks up by seventeen? Well, he, he, bet, he, bet, on, he right. bet on himself to win. Right. He bet on his team to win. So uh, uh, that to me is just any. And how many times did Jordan bet? I mean, not to go off topic with basketball, but how many times did Jordan? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Jordan. So, Jordan's the one guy that was bigger than the sport he was in. So it's no, kind of. Well, like, I understand that, but. It, it, See, that's what I mean. All these different rules apply well, right. to all well, these guys. Well, no, right, no. But it's also different sports, and everyone gets in no, the I NBA Hall of Fame. Yes. Everybody gets but. in. So it's not the Basketball Hall of Fame. Well, I apologize. I just, there is no I, NBA no, Hall of Fame. I was just talking about the gambling issue. The no, I, I, I so. get it. But Michael Jordan would have. Oh, I think they took back the goal. Did they? I think so. All sides. Oh, it's all God. It's all sides. But, I mean. I mean, like you said, Rangers Rose, screwed again. Yeah, but like you said, Pete Rose's stuff is all over the whole thing. All so, over, all so, over it. So the guy should be in. I think. I think in Major League Baseball. And by the way, just to kind of, for those of you who don't think CM Punk had to get WWE's approval to work at Fox, you don't think Major League Baseball had to give the okay for Pete Rose to work at Fox? Hmm. You're out of your mind. 
<laughs> Pete Rose absolutely needed Fox's a baseball's approval. Mm-hmm. A Rod's there, Ortiz is there. Uh, who's the other guy that's always there? The pitcher. Oh, is no, it Frank no. Thomas the other guy in that? Group? No, yes, Frank Thomas is, is the other guy. Thank yes. you. I was. I, could have sworn out Ladder did it too, but anyway, I think he did do it at one point. All right, so I he, don't think he ever did Fox. I think it was MLB Network. Yeah, well, they get so many of those guys in and out; it's hard to keep track of them all. But again, I, the voting needs to be changed. A clear-cut formula of your numbers. We're going to go by your numbers, or if there's speculation, then we're going to go about how you did it that way. But you can't have three hundred. 70 odd people vote 370 odd different ways. That's how you get guys like Sheffield, Helton, Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland's numbers on this ballot are absolutely awful. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. What about Andrew Jones? Andrew, well, again, Andrew Jones was really with the bat only dominant for five, six years. Most of that steroid based. But again, You've got guys like Ozzie Smith who are in there for just the glove. Yep. So Omar Vizcal is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's gaining in for the glove, too. So Andrew Jones, by that logic, should be in. He's arguably the greatest defensive center fielder I've ever seen. Yes. Um, I would put Griffey above him, but that's fine. You could do that. Or now Trout. But I don't see how you can't have all these people vote different ways. Now, Right, and this is what I was mentioning about the NFL Hall of Fame, because that's coming to a head sooner rather than later. Major League Baseball, their writers, you've got certain new guys that don't really care about the steroid, and then you've got the old figureheads yes. that, oh, you cheated, you're done. So until these guys leave, you're really not going to see too much fluctuation with numbers. Once the millennials get the majority of the vote, everyone's getting in. Everybody's going to get it. Sheffield, Clemens, Bonds. Um, who's another guy that's Manny Ramirez? Sammy Sosa, right? Sammy Sosa will never get it. No, you don't think so? I don't think so. I think he rubbed a lot of people Did the wrong way with some of the McGuire, comments he's made. Did McGuire get in? No. Uh, I, I don't think McGuire's going to get in. But, again, I, I mean, here's the thing, right? McGuire was banished by – well, not banished by, but he was given such a bad name to speak of, right? He's had hitting jobs – for multiple years now in Major League Baseball. Barry Bonds, he was one of the most hated guys in baseball history, but yet he's employed by the Miami Marlins. So what the hell are we doing here with the double standard of, oh, well, uh, Ray Rice will not have a coaching job in the NFL. No. And to to credit the NFL, I mean, they do a lot of wacky things, but Mm -hmm. if you get a bad name in the NFL, most likely you're done. Andrew Luck will get a head coaching job at a snap of his fingers if he wants it, which, you know, because there's a huge difference there on how Luck conducts himself and the guy like, well, Ray Rice. Uh, Ray, well, here's the thing about Ray Rice, right? Ray Rice, beside, obviously what he did was a, a huge mistake, and you, huge. you can't take that back. It cost him his career. Mm-hmm. But he was suspended two games. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Yeah. Ray Rice got banned two games for – a girl. Knocking his girlfriend on the mm-hmm. floor. Out cold. She was completely done. And, and he dragged her. Yeah. Well, Pete Rose got banned for life for gambling. <laughs> yeah, do, do you see the, 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 you know, 
the obscurity here. It, it's it's acidine's not the word. It's it's just kind of ridiculous. Point blank. It's it's really quite frightening how Major League Baseball is so out of loop with this. But then you've got a team that completely tarnished any type of World Series legacy for the next few years. Eh, here's a $5 million fine. We'll take two draft picks away for and, and, and a couple of years. To the players. Nothing happened to the players. Not a single player got anything. And on top of it all, you... I think they will eventually. What are they going to do to them? You can't. They're, 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 you they're, cannot they're, try somebody twice. They're, they're, their players union is so strong, nothing's going to happen to those players. What are they going to do to them? Nothing. We do have our first caller. Who is this, Jeff again? We'll see. Welcome to the home stretch. How may I help you? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's snug. There he is. First of all. He didn't want to sing with Errol, so that's why he called Tyler's Joe. I did sing with Errol, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. <laughs> All the beef did was sit there and go, oh, oh Mark, oh, look at oh, Errol. Oh. Yeah, right, so he's lost his mind. Steve, if you're going to be on the show, and I can't airplane, sing. You've got to participate. I can't sing, so I'm not singing. I can't sing, yet. I try anyway. Oh, jeez. Well, you can't do it's a lot of things. It's not about the singing quality, friend. It's about participation. Uh, well, whatever. I mean, I guess we get you a pair of pom-poms and a little skirt, and you can cheerlead. <laughs> stupid. Now, what I wanted to say is I was thinking about your previous assertions about voting for the Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, Tyler, I have to disagree a little bit. Shoot. Because essentially you're looking for a standardization of voting. And if you have a standardization of voting, then do you actually need to vote? No, I don't mean – hold on. I don't mean – I don't want people's opinions to be skewed. But you need to kind of – the NFL is very honest. It's what you do representing the Shield. That's what we're going to – if you have the numbers, that's great. But you, how you carried yourself on wearing that shield is going to get you in or out. Mm-hmm. That's why Terrell Owens didn't – and it's the biggest screw job I've ever seen. He should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer regardless of what he did on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens, when you look at other guys that have been in the league, is an angel to me. So I don't really – that's one thing. Major League Baseball, you don't know what these voters are voting for. They're just voting, period. Like, let's just be honest here. Bobby Abreu should not have gotten a single vote. A single vote. But yet, he's very close to Andy Pettit on that ballot. And Andy Pettit should be closer to Kurt Schilling than Bobby Abreu. 100% agreed. Now, my question to you, Snugs, would be, I don't want a standardization of anything. I think everyone has... You cannot take the human quality out of baseball, and that's my gripe now with Major League Baseball, trying to add all these technological advances and clocks and uh, limitations and all that stuff. I don't want any of it. I want baseball to be played how it's seen, how it's been for hundreds of years. Now, my only gripe with this is I cannot see how you're either going to vote with numbers or you're going to vote with how you saw them play or speculation or whatever the case may be, but there needs to be some sort of a system. Yeah. They're like, all right, so we're not going to vote for this guy now, but then vote. Well, there should be another vote too. Like, okay, you're on steroids. Well, they have a so system. So we vote to- you on steroids. But right. If you don't make a certain amount of the ballot, you're off the yeah. ballot forever. Yes. But you can still get in by the committee. Yes. So that to me doesn't make any sense. And then, 
if you're not going to vote them in, you should vote them out. Kind of like, no, you're not Hall of Fame. Just filling out a ballot with ten random names on it, or two names, or one name. There was a guy that voted for just Derek Jeter and put, handed in his ballot. So I don't know what that does. Derek Jeter should have been a Hall of Famer, yes. But there are other guys on that ballot that should be in the Hall of Fame. And no one voted for him except Derek Jeter. Well, that's, yeah, that's just been the way it's been the whole time. Well, that's what we're saying. The system, the hall the system needs to be changed. Right, we know. Right, even if, even if it's, all right, you need to vote for five or six guys, depending on however you see fit, or you can only vote for five or six guys, depending on how you see fit, something. But you cannot just hand a ballot in with one name on it or two names on it and say, I don't think anyone else is worthy. Then you have to vote out guys, too. Like, all right, on this ballot, you should never be in the Hall of Fame. You should never be in the Hall of Fame. You can't just leave guys sit there for 15, 20 years and go, oh, well, he just never made it. That, that to me, is asinine, and it's a joke. You need some sort of standardization as to what you're looking for in the Hall of Fame to get these guys in. Derek Jeter is a first-class Hall of Famer to me. He was in, he was in when he retired in 2014. Him and Mariano Rivera, you could have penciled their spots. You could have proclaimed where their uh, ceremonies were going. You could have absolutely done whatever you wanted to do. But you needed some sort of vote. Did anyone really not think Mariano Rivera was going to be unanimous? I called it. I I, said he was going to be the first unanimous guy there. Uh, Derek Jeter should have been second. Yes. Let me me argue the opposite side of this, a little bit of a chaos theory. And if we step back further from it, right, in the Hall of Fame is really for the fans to celebrate the the sport, right? And to... Be able to talk about players and talk about greatness, and I would argue that there's probably 25 percent of the players in the Hall of Fame who there's zero question ever they're in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the Derek Jeters and the Mariano Riveras of the world. Uh, you know they're they're in. There's no reason not to be right. Yeah, 100 percent. But after that is where it becomes interesting because if you just start to enshrine people based on the standardization then that's not very interesting because essentially when their career ends, you sort of know if they're in or out. Yeah, because right? well, you're going There's off the numbers, yes. yes. But right, what we're doing right here, right now, is what makes it interesting. It's what the speculation, too, as to why should they be in. And, you know, the, you, you to some degree criticize the voters for saying, well, they, he's good to the media, he's not good to the media, things of that nature. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what they're going is, by, yes. Right. It is personal on some level, but on the other hand, when but, Barry Bonds is a chapped ass and won't talk to the media at all, he actually does slow down the sport in its entirety, right? Mm-hmm. He was the single greatest thing going at the time. Steroids or not, we haven't seen much that looks like that. Oh, he's the best player in baseball eight years before he ever touched steroids. His time in Pittsburgh, he was the best player in baseball. Yes, he was. Sure. So, so with I agree, Bonds should be in. So, but what I'm saying is, that's part of what makes it interesting is that he did actually hinder the sport by hindering his access to the um, reporters. And obviously these gentlemen don't have to give 100% full access all day, every day. The smarter ones do. But he does slow the sport down some. He does hinder the growth, and he does hinder the fans' enjoyment, right? Because we like to see, uh, you know, documentaries on these guys. We like to see interviews on these guys. We like to know about these guys. For instance, Mike Trout is a great example. Might be one of the greatest baseball players I'll ever see in my entire life. Yeah, and yeah. I know his name is Mike Trout. I know he plays for the Angels. And I know he hits the ball hard and catches the ball and he runs really fast. And that's pretty much what I know about Mike Trout. <laughs> that's what everybody knows about Mike Trout. Well, because yeah, he's playing see what for I mean? so, uh, no. Now, obviously, Mike Trout probably falls in that 25% that gets in no matter what happens any day of the week ever. 
Nobody questions that. Right. But what I'm saying is, on the whole, in the totality of it, the chaos of the voting makes it more interesting. And there's going to be guys who should be in and aren't going to get in, and there's guys who should never, ever sniff the Hall of Fame that get into the Hall of Fame. And that makes it even better because it continues these long-winded debates that we have and it enhances our experience with the game. So it, it helps perpetrate the game into the future because as we get older and we tell our kids and our grandkids, hey, this guy was really good or this guy was a bomb, he shouldn't have gotten in, it sort of draws them into the discussion and allows them to do it in their own era. So I understand what you're saying to some degree of standardization, but I think that the, the, the committee, the players' committee, kind of brings some of that back in where it helps the fans out or helps the writers out so, where they screw it up and, and they say stupid things. Let me let me just hit you with what you just, by your logic, who, just based on what I just heard you say, Snugs. So, by that logic, Jose Fernandez deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because Jose Fernandez was a class act when he came to answering media questions and on the field. and He was an ace. He was the best pitcher in baseball, I think. So, he had only two years, though. Right. Well, right, but that's... By the standardizations, well, that was tragic. But if he had pitched 10, 12 years, he's on the pace he was going. He's undoubtedly in the Hall of Fame. If he would have continued that pace, yes. Right. And then there's a guy like David Wright who is injured. (laughs) You know, very, very great in the media. He's probably the face. Yeah. No, yeah, he's probably the best face of the Mets I could remember well, personally seeing in my lifetime. Besides Piazza. No, David Wright was a better leader than Piazza yes, was. was. Piazza was hated by half his teammates. Well. So that's fine. David Wright. David Wright to me. John Franco. Yeah, Franco. He's right. Yes, John Franco. Eh, was, he was loved right. by the fans. The fans loved him. For yeah, no, reason. no. I know that. I know that. But John Franco, again, John Franco, another guy. He, you could make the argument, should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, no, but so you're using that as the sole criteria. And no, you look at John Franco's numbers, Snugs. They're Hall of Fame. They're up there. They are up there. They're very up there. Plus, the save stat wasn't around for guys in the, you know. Uh, they were back then. They were back then. No, that, he, sa- yeah. that save is like 1960 and up. Right. But right. But there Franco's are pitchers that didn't have the save opportunity there. That, right, but Franco had it his whole career. Yes. No, I under, I I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying there are pitchers that didn't have a chance to get a quote unquote save. They pitched all day long until their arm blew out. So I I can't. Yes, you're right. The the voting is what makes baseball interesting and stuff. But there needs to be a class of two people. Is it, it's not an indu- a high school graduation has I'd say eighty five ninety percent. Of that class graduate. So what should you have, like 10? No, but you should have at least three, max five. You can't have a one or two so guy what, induction. What does the you NFL can't. have? How many do they have to get inducted every year? I don't think there's a minimum or a maximum. I think it's just, what are they, I think there's like 20 people a year, though. Is it that many? Uh, that coaches, from a dilution standpoint, coaches and special point, entrepreneurs or whatever. You let too many people in, you've diluted the value of being I'm not saying let too many people in. No, oh, 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 oh. I'm not saying to no, but en- they, enhance the numbers. Yeah. But I'm saying, hold on. When we look at this ballot, you're going to tell me that there's only two Hall of Famers on it? That's asinine. There's no way there's only two Hall of Famers on it. I can name, we named 10, we did. and I could have named 11. 
Because I didn't so include Gary Sheffield. What happened? Because I rushed them in. But when, if you know well, that most of these will probably uh, we could probably agree of the ten. Let's say eight get in, probably for sure. Eventually. Eventually, maybe. So why rush them in? What difference does it make? Whether well, they get in this year, next year, five years from now, as long as they get in. Oh, are you <laughs> saying maybe because Jeter's is going to be so magnified that maybe they wanted these other players to oh. do it in their own moment kind of thing? No, I actually think the opposite of that. You knew Derek Jeter was going to be in this yeah, Hall of 100%. Fame. That was a guarantee. If you were betting Derek Jeter wouldn't make his first Hall of Fame ballot, you're nuts. You're smoking serious drugs and you need to go to rehab. He was absolutely. He was going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer regardless of your opinion of him. Derek Jeter carried himself as a professional on and off the field. Uh, listen, and I've heard stories about Derek Jeter off the field that aren't always great. So be it. Yeah, but you hear that okay. with a lot of players. He I was like the face of the greatest franchise in sports for 20 years. There are 19 guys, okay? And Major League Baseball Network is the one popping this stat out, okay? There are 19 guys that played over 2,000 games in shortstop. Derek Jeter has the most championships and the highest percentage uh-huh. out of all of them. So I'm not saying, by the way, he played one game in 20 years, one game at Yankee Stadium that had mean absolutely no, nothing for the playoffs. Yep. One game. And that was his last game, and that's arguably the greatest moment of his career. The walk-off game, single. hitting single. Double, that sco- double, double. Yeah. No, it was a single. He stopped at first base. Well, he Can you even the, name uh, the guy that scored? For the Yankees? Yep. Uh, Bobby Richardson. That's right. Because he didn't make the team the next year. He yeah. was gone. That's that guy's shining moment. He will never be able to not mention that in his life. I scored Derek Jeter's last RBI. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, come on. Like, that, that's something cool to mention. Shit, I would mention it for him. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bobby. Yeah, remember when you scored Jeter's winning run? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's embarrassed. He's humble. Leave him alone. I would mention it for him. That's how cool of a moment that is. But let me, let me tell you, I met Derek Jeter's parents, and they are very, very nice people. So, I met Dylan Batanz's family. Very so, nice people. So but, for, for people to say that Jeter is not a nice person, I kind of disagree with that because based off his family. You know? well, no, right. He, he's a very moral guy, and he's very quiet. And I think the problem what you find is that a guy like that, everyone expects him to just be more open. And, and Derek Jeter, Derek, he doesn't have time. There's no reason he really doesn't that. have time. Derek Jeter, if Derek Jeter signed five autographs in a half-hour span, do you understand that if he sat there and autographed for everybody, oh my God. he'd still be there today? <laughs> he wouldn't have moved. He would have played three games at Yankee Stadium his entire career. He'd still be staying outside the hotel right now. He's the biggest star in New York since Joe Namath. That's how big he was. And that's what people don't understand. They think these guys can just keep signing and signing and signing. But right. They don't, they don't realize. Not everyone is, you know. If you're lucky, you get it, you get it. If right. you're not, then you try it all the time. You don't know. Like not everyone. I know you mentioned the story about Henry Long. I've also I know somebody that met Henry Long just outside Madison Square yes. Garden. Mm-hmm. Me. Yep. The guy sat there for fifteen minutes with him, held up the bus to talk to the guy. Yep. And Henry Lundquist, everyone wants him out of New York. But again, Henry Lundquist, when Jeter retired, to me he became the face of New York, New York sports. Henry Lundquist, hand in hand. That's to me how it went. There was nobody on the Mets or the Knicks. Or anybody on the Islanders that was like, oh, well, they're better than Lundqvist. No. Now you can say it. But not at that time. Hey, Lundqvist was carrying himself as a professional for 12 years. Mm-hmm. You know why no one noticed it? Derek Jeter was here. 
So I... Ty Lawson was almost the face of New York for a little bit. The only face that I would make an argument for during that time would be Derek Fisher's, and that's only because he got knocked down on the plane. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would have to agree with that. Derek, Derek Fisher, definitely face of New York. Best New York Knicks coach of the past 15 years. Probably since uh, John uh, Jeff Van Gundy. Oh, boy. I think Mike Woodson takes that, but still, not saying much. <laughs> I was just kidding. But anyway, um, we are going to take a quick break, Snugs. You're more than happy to stay on. Um, when we come back, we've talked about absolutely nothing right now except uh, the MLB Hall of Fame voters. Um, we will relive the careers of both Derek Jeter and Larry Walker. We will go over this weekend's football games because there was football played this weekend. <laughs> and the UFC... Pulled the wool over everyone's eyes, and I love to say this: I told you so. WWE. Find out next why on the home stretch. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And, and, and now the baseball team, Little League, Fantasy League. We are back, back, back with the home stretch on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello, welcome back to the home stretch. I am still your host, Todd Harrison. No more beef, uh, but Speedy Petey is still here over there in his dapper orange shirt. First time I'm wearing this today. Oh, they, what, what? This shirt, yeah. I, it was a Christmas gift. Oh, I thought you meant today. It's the first time you wore the shirt. Yeah. No, like today you changed your shirt. And then, oh. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> okay, no. I was like, what the hell? No, I washed the shirt. Don't Where worry. did you? No, not that. Never mind. We're, we're on different planets. But anyway, um. Yeah, so the Hall of Fame came out. Um, Larry Walker, Derek Jeter are in. Uh, do you have any gripes with these guys being in? No. I, I argue this with Errol. I think Larry Walker, he didn't think he should have been a Hall of Famer, which, okay, you can understand because he wasn't a 400 home run guy. He wasn't a world-class defender, but he was a good defender. What I think with Larry Walker is I think he did a great job helping that Rockies team grow right out of its Huge expansion. mentor for them, yep was the veteran presence they needed, the well-known name that they needed to really get a spark, just getting baseball there in a good sports city, but not one that isn't, that what never had baseball. So it's always an interesting test of which sports will work there and which won't. So Larry Walker did help that Rockies team. And like the beef was saying earlier with the Expos, he was very good for a long time. He was very consistent as a whole. When you look at his numbers, I think he had a, not really a lot of fluctuations in his in his years. He had four years where he hit over 350. He had he had a, actually the defensively he was very good too. Actually, I didn't realize this. He had seven Gold Gloves. Yeah, I thought he had like three or four, but I, I, seven he had a lot of. But in terms of his hitting numbers, 313 career hitter. Again, his lowest batting average was not counting the first year where he only played 56 games. He had 241 his second season in the league, and they had one iffy year of 265, but every other year was 276 or above, and most of them were in the 300s, which is remarkable. 400 career on base percentage. I know he didn't hit 400 home runs. Okay, but... 313 three, average. Three, yeah, 383 and then 1,011 RBIs to add seven gold gloves. That's, that's all of fame worthy to me. And again... 
we were, you and Snug were talking about it earlier. We're talking about revolutionizing a, a team. I think his impact on the Rockies really showed a lot in terms of growing that team to what it obviously what not what it became because it was it's still not a very well run team, but just creating a decent fan base in a city that never had a, a baseball team. So he really helped and the other guy in Todd Helton, who was a better player than he was, but he he retired later, so obviously that's why he's not in. I think he'll get in soon anyway. I hope so. Him and Todd Helton are really the faces of that team. Probably Todd Helton a little more, but he was the first face of that team, and he deserves to be in it for that. So Walker definitely in, and again, Jeter, I think Ripe is really the one guy who didn't vote for him. Just probably either thought he was on steroids or is a Red Sox or Athletics fan, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But obviously Jeter deserves to get in. Absolutely phenomenal career for him too 3,000 hits not a great defender but made big plays when he needed to great playoff hitter and obviously the leadership goes unnoticed right and I, you say Helton's the better player I would agree with you uh, I think Todd Helton was I think he was better defensively even though he has less gold gloves but um, that's Todd, fair. Hel- that's fair. Todd Helton to me is probably the biggest or second biggest. It depends on where Garrett Sheffield falls on this list as far as. Um, I think Helton's a better player than Sheffield. No, no. I, I mean as far as uh, knocks off of like where they should be on this. Uh, I agree. Larry Walker should be in. I think I actually voted him in when we did our mock ballot. Um, I know, you know, let, let's just get to the uncomfortable part of this. Larry Walker absolutely deserves to be in. But uh, I'm not happy with two guys only being inducted to a class. Well, yeah. I I don't like that. I think you could have had the case for, obviously, Helton, like we said. Andrew Jones, I think, and Jeff Kent, I think, are three I would put in. Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent's like, I don't even know if Jeff Kent made 30% of the ballot. I'll look that up. I think it's like 29.7 or something like that. I don't think he made 30%. Which I'm surprised at. I would put him in. But again, he's another guy that got deemed as kind of a you know jerk off the field, so no one really talked to him. And but uh, it is what it is. But um, Derek Jeter is a first class Hall of Famer. I don't understand how the hell he didn't get a unanimous vote. Um, I'm not surprised. I actually didn't think he'd get this much. I thought he would be behind Griffey. I didn't, I actually now the reason I said that I don't think it's the steroid thing or. Even the fact that he's a Yankee, I think the biggest thing is people look at him and go, you weren't the best athlete on your team. You weren't the best hitter on your team. You weren't this. You weren't that. So for 20 years, you were the best leader in baseball, but were you the best player on your team? Because when A-Rod got there, you weren't. Then, you know, you had some years where everything else. And I think that's what the one guy decided. He said, I know you're going to get in, but I don't think you should be unanimous, and I don't think uh, you were the best player on your team for 20 years. Which, you know, it's hard to do that. But Derek Jeter was absolutely, I think, the best player on the Yankees for at least from 98 to 2004. Uh he was the trendsetter of the team, and he was the clutchest guy in baseball. So you got Rookie of the Year, 14-time All-Star, five-time World Series champ, five-time Gold Glove, five-time Silver Slugger, 
and he's the only man in history to win the World Series and All-Star MVP in the same season. So, good luck topping that one. 3,000 hits. Um, what, what other cherry can you put on Derek Jeter's Mr. November? Just, na- just name whatever nickname you want. The captain, the face of the Yankees, the house that Jeter built. Whatever you want, whatever monologue you want me to go on, I can go on. Because Derek Jeter absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. This, to me, is a joke. He's not unanimous. I thought he'd miss it by like five or six votes. Not one. Not one. One. One's just petty. You're creating a target. Who? The guy who didn't vote for him. No, he's... It's the pettiest thing I've ever seen, and that guy should be banned from voting on baseball because if you didn't vote for Jeter, that means you're not going to vote for a borderline guy that should be in either. You know, like, Jeter wasn't borderline. Jeter was, you're definitely going to get in. It's not an Eli Manning case where you think he's going to get in, and you can argue he should or shouldn't. Derek Jeter was a undoubted Hall of Famer. Undoubted Hall of Famer. So you not voting him in just, to me, makes me question why you're voting at all. But um, in other baseball news, Marcelo Zuna landed on the Atlanta Braves. Scary. Um, I think they made the right decision by signing Ozuna over Josh Donaldson. I'll say that much. We'll have to see which Austin Riley you get because that will be the big difference with that decision. Sure, sure. He's not a great defensive third baseman. But in the pre-All-Star break, late April, early to July, he was phenomenal as a hitter. problem is he fell off in the second half. So you just got to hope you got the first half Riley in the whole season. Or you can move Freddie Freeman to third. Right, but then you lose defense at first. Where Austin Riley could play first, as well as Freeman can. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I'd rather the better defender at third base instead of first base. That's understandable, but I think Austin Riley's first base defense and Freddie Freeman's third base defense are closer than the other way around. Okay, that's fun. That's fun. But, again, um, but yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm really shocked that he missed it by one vote. Really, really am. But, uh, anyway, also in other Yankee news, right, because it seems to be going all Yankees right now, apparently they're in on Nolan Arenado. And I actually watched the clip, believe it or not, of the Haystack earlier this morning. I know, I'm as surprised as you are. <laughs> I Speedy, don't have a stroke on me, but I think Mike Guido is actually right about what he said. I don't. Did you and the beef switch bodies? No, no. I, I but I do think that Stanton. Uh, it, it, listen, the trade for Nolan Arenado, it, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. I get that, but you don't have. Everyone's talking about how you know the Yankees have this lineup of the master, and they do. They do, they have a really nice lineup as is. But there's a lot of question marks going into the season. And I'm not saying that they won't be resolved or they won't get fixed or they're not going to get fully healthy at some point. But let's just do this, right? Gareth Sanchez looks freaking fantastic, by the way, if anyone hasn't seen him yet. The guy looks absolutely chiseled now. At first base, okay, Luke Voigt, as good as he was playing, the the Cardinals gave him up for Chase and Sharif. Okay. 
I, I'm not, I'm not really sold on him right now. He, if he continues to play at a high level, that's not a question mark. But again, that injury, the fact that he kind of started to play a little bit, you know, just looked tired. Now again, the injury could that could have been the injury, and I'm not saying that I'm not taking that in consideration, but that's a question mark. Which Luke Voigt are you going to get? At second base, DJ LeMay, who is probably the best player on the team, so that's fine. Glaber Torres is your shortstop, which is why you let DD go. All right, you got that. Third base is where the question comes in to me the most, which is ironically where Nolan Arenado plays. Are you really relying on Gio Urshela? That's really the answer that Yankee fans want to hear? That's... God damn. I remember when uh, Scott Brocious left and they didn't have A-Rod. We at least had Robin Ventura. Like, that was a name of all right. I've seen him with the Mets. Solid defender. He's not a, he's not a wiffle ball bat hitter. I, I get it. Like, he's going to be a formidable third baseman for us. That, that, that's not Gio Urshela. Gio Urshela is a very solid defender, and he overachieved to the masses last year. I don't know if he's capable of doing that again because, again, Cleveland let him walk. Cleveland didn't think he could do that, and I very highly doubt he pulled the wool over Terry Francona's eyes. So is he that good? Is somebody on the phone? No. Oh, because you're sitting there. Like, somebody was on the phone. But I just – I don't know. I, I don't trust you, shell. Now, obviously, Joe shell is not my starter if – Miguel Andujar is healthy. He's the one playing third base. But let's just be perfectly honest for a second, shall we? You haven't seen him throw football, uh, throw baseball in about 10 months. He hasn't picked up a bat in live action in 10 months. He's fielding the ground balls now. He's taking BP. I get it. I understand. He's healthy. He's going to be ready for spring training. The guy couldn't field third base healthy before the injury. His swing could be altered now. You don't know. And Duhar, to me, was the best contact hitter on the team when he got hurt. So I would prefer to keep Miguel and Duhar. Even over Lomayu? <sighs> okay, second best contact hitter on the team. Sorry. Well, his rookie year, Lomayu wasn't there. Oh, okay. So that's why I didn't consider Lomayu. But last year, Lomayu was the best player on the team by far. So... Let's just let let's just really think about what we're comparing here, okay? A couple of what ifs in Miguel Andujar and Julia Urshela, or the best third baseman in freaking baseball, Nolan Arenado. Now again, again, I get what the Yankee fans are scared of. Oh, well, we have to give up a lot. Yeah, you're gonna have to give up a lot. The man is signed, sealed, and delivered for the next five years. The man is signed, sealed, delivered. He cannot complain. He cannot opt out. He cannot do anything. Nolan Arenado is there to stay there for a very long time. Nolan Arenado, regardless of what you say about the course field, stats, bats, whatever, he's a platinum glove third base. Not gold glove, platinum glove. He's the best fielder in the National League. That's what they said. That's what they said. Besides Matt Chapman, there's no one even close. That's the guy you go get. That's the guy that takes you from, we don't know if we're going to make the World Series, to you're coming through us to get it. Yes, the Garrett Cole signing was needed. Yes, the Garrett Cole thing calmed everybody down. 
Yes. The New York Yankees are a better team today than they were yesterday because of it. Nolan Arenado makes this team the best team of baseball without question. Nolan Arenado, and here's the other thing, and even if you don't want Nolan Arenado for yourselves, think about it this way. Look at the teams that are thinking about getting him. The Atlanta Braves. If he goes there right now, they're the best team in baseball. The Dodgers. If he goes there, they're the best team in baseball. They're already at having them. That would be ludicrous. The Cleveland Indians. No, not the Cleveland. The Texas Rangers. They'd be a very, very interesting team with um, Noah Arenado. Oh, they wanted Rendon, and they would get in that ballpark, and Noah Arenado would have pretty solid numbers. I have to see Chris Woodward manage in the playoffs, possibly. Oh, God. I, I mean, yeah, to me, the Astros are a playoff contention, so yeah, they could absolutely do it. Um, your hate for Chris Woodward is weird, by the way. <laughs> like, I get why you'd hate, like, John Rocker. Or um, oh, he was a Met and didn't do anything well, and yet he made the roster. <laughs> that's half your team for the past twenty years. Why are you holding on to a grudge with Chris Woodward? <laughs> he wasn't good at all. But he was a platoon guy. He only played he a lot because Reyes got hurt. Yes, and he didn't play any position that well. <laughs> I, I don't know. You're a Mets fan. You should be used to that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of the other team that was interested: in Braves, Dodgers, Cardinals. The, Card- the, Card- the Cardinals get them. They're the best team in baseball, too. But do you see how... I still think the Braves would be better. I don't know about that. With? If the Cardinals got Arenado. I don't think the Cardinals roster is as good as the Braves as a whole. I don't think it would make that much big of a difference. Arenado, Chapman, makes it Carpenter. Clo- it makes it closer, sure. DeJong, I don't think Wong, I don't. Th- I think their roster right now is it's good, but the Braves roster is really good. The Dodgers roster, I think, is the best. Right. I, I'll, okay. I'll say it's closer, but I don't think they're better than the Braves or the Dodgers with Arenado, definitively. Maybe okay. it gives them a postseason boost. We'll see about that, but that's another But question. it improves the team. And Owen Arenado is not one of these guys where you have to consider the circumstances. Oh, well, you know, is he worth it? Like a team like... That the Mets announced today they're interested in trading you on assessment, right? That to me is a t- like, a, all right, hold on, let's evaluate where we are as a team. Let's see if this makes sense to take on that type of contract to give up this, blah, blah, blah. That I understand. The Red Sox taking their time and trading Mookie Betts, I understand. The Rockies trading Nolan Arenado to me is genius, okay? Because they should have done it last offseason. But whatever. Neither here nor there. Again, they're late to the party and they're going to. They are going to punish for it because now, you know, Arenado's numbers this year away from home weren't great. But well, let's not forget was. last offseason, too, came off a year where they were in the playoffs. Right, and so the whole, te- the whole team. Cr- well, right, but again, what did I tell you? A, a lot of question marks in the rotation. The bullpen overachieved. Let, let's talk about things. And everyone said, no, you keep going. All right, well, what happened? They went from first to worst. Well, we so, knew that. I'm just saying from a front office perspective, you're not thinking – all right, Nolan Arenado, this is the best chance we had. All right, we're going to trade you now. There were He's not the only one. Trevor Story will get traded sooner rather than no, no, later, no, I'm, too. I'm talking about the logic in the 2018 offseason. No, sure. I'm not talking about now, obviously. Now it looks a lot easier to say. But the logic was, all right, we have one pitcher we could build on, young pitcher that had a great season. Let's sign a couple others. And it just didn't happen, and obviously they – went to sign Arenado instead and gave him all that money and they just had nothing else left. So you knew the team wasn't going to improve as drastically as it did just because they failed in their offseason moves. I think they, the mindset of them signing Arenado then and 
not trading him made sense, though, in terms of what they were trying to do. They just couldn't do it. Snugs alert. Chris Woodward once stole Petey's date at the Sadie Hawkins dance, and Speedy has never forgiven him for it. What is the, the what? Sadie Hawkins dance. I don't even know what that is, but okay. you never seen Back to the Future? Oh, that was the name of the dance? I think so. Oh, I forgot that then. Yeah, of course I saw Back to the Future. <laughs> we make Ranger. Back to the Future references all the time. The Rangers have scored two goals in about five minutes and have not scored two goals in 35 and a half minutes before that. So, whatever. I'm done with the Rangers today. Um, but, yeah, let, let, let's, just, let's just take this at face value, right? Nolan Arenado is the best third baseman in baseball, Mike Guido. And I don't think, really, you could argue that. I think it's that. definitive now that his best third baseman in baseball was using a buzzer. Yeah, well, <laughs> he might not be playing baseball next year, so let's really talk about it. But he's the best third baseman in baseball. I didn't think you could argue before that he wasn't. But that the glove and the power you know are coming. And honestly, in the American League East, what pitching staff are you really afraid of? A sailless Chris Sale and David Price? A Toronto team that's rebuilding, a Baltimore Orioles team that's best pitcher no one can even name. I mean, come on now. Let, let's really talk about this. The Tampa Bay Rays rotation is dominant. Uh, all right. Okay, that's one team that you face maybe three times a month. That, that's fantastic. The American League Central is a joke. And the American League West right now is up in shambles because the Astros are no longer a dominant team to worry about. So I'm not really concerned about any team in the American League. Adding Nolan Arenado completely enhances that. Again, I get it, okay? What you give up will determine whether or not the deal made sense. Um, again, I think and or and Duhar or Yurishella or both are very easily traded to me. Mike Talkman or maybe they don't want Talkman back because they let him go. Clint Frazier has been sitting there for years underutilized. Let him go play somewhere. You know, they, maybe they'll take on Aaron Hicks and not care that Aaron Hicks, you know, has an injury because his defense will be fine and they need a defensive center fielder. Maybe that's who they bring in. I don't know. But this notion that you're going to have to give up Stanton and Garcia and, uh, you know, the now, number one yeah. pick in the draft. Why, and, would the, why would the Rockies trade for Stanton anyway if they're trying to trade Arenado to get rid of his money and just take on even more well, money? No, well, the Major League Baseball is going to need some sort of high-paid player to go back. So they're not just going to let John Carlos Stanton. Yeah, but it's not basketball where they have, they have to actually do the cash, the uh, the salary cap swap stuff. No, I baseball, know. Baseball, you don't have to do that. Well, the Yankees are the one that luxury tax. So I'm not saying to trade Stanton. I like Stanton. The fact that Yankee fans want Stanton traded to me is a joke. Um Ah, oh, you're right, Jeff. It is the enchantment under the sea dance. I do apologize. I'm, I misspoke. It's the under the sea dance. That's right because. Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, Sadie Hawkins is just a generic name, but I never heard it before. <laughs> I could have sworn it's from a movie. No, I didn't see it. Nah, it yeah. just I'm just born. Name. Thank you, Jeff. But I, I am, I am born from a different era. I'm an old soul. I gotta say. I, it didn't sound familiar in Back to the Future. I knew it was some aquatic theme. I didn't know the. I could have sworn. I could have sworn they say say Hawkins dance. In Back to the Future. Maybe that was the way the kids were wording it. I don't. I know. don't know. They took him to the sea. Oh man, no. I still never no, I remember the daughter. Do- I remember the daughter now. She was like the same the enchantment under the sea dance. And Martin McFly sitting there like I have to hear the story again. 
Yep. I have to hear the story again. Yep. I'm going to go back to 1975, 1945. 55. No, oh, 55. 55. Yeah, that's right. 45 would have been different. I, I want to watch that now. I do want to watch that now. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I, I think the New York Yankees need to go get Arenado. The price tag ain't that high. Okay, and if you do give up pitching prospects, let's talk about how many top pitching prospects the Yankees have. The, their top ten is what six, seven stars. You don't have to give up Garcia. Oh, here's another name for you. Remember this guy's name because no one mentions him anymore. Floriel. Goodbye. Hasta la vista. Have fun in Colorado. I'll send you with a twenty bag. Goodbye. Goodbye. Adios. If you're not gonna give up Frazier, you gotta give up Floriel. To Floreal is a young piece that has lost a tremendous amount of value, still holds high regards around some baseball circles. Maybe the Rockies go, you know what? Defense, speed, we'll take it. Okay, great. You've got two-thirds of Charlie Blackman. We'll take that. Uh, and then uh, whatever pitching prospects you want, I'll give you, I'll give you three or four of them not named Garcia. I'll give up whatever they want, just not Garcia and not anyone that is overwhelmingly good. <laughs> like, LeMahieu ain't going back. Sorry. Sorry. Not happening. And to be quite honest with you, <laughs> you know what else they might want to do in this trade, too? And I'm serious about this, and this would be brilliant for the Yankees. Get Wade Davis thrown in there, too. As a, all right, we'll take that contract off your hands. Mm, yeah, that could be interesting. As Wade Davis fills in for Dylan Patances, and then that bullpen, to me, is... A little bit more solidified I mean, than what it is right now. If you get the Wade Davis, you're, you got with the Royals. But if you get the Wade Davis that was with the Cubs and no. with the Rockies. He was fine with the Cubs. Eh, he wasn't the Cubs, Wade Davis, Cubs. I'll take. The Cubs, Wade still, Davis, I'll take. You're, was, not, you're not asking him to close. You're asking him to pitch right, the seven. He still was down, though, on the Cubs, too. I'm just saying. You take that contract, and even if he doesn't pan out, you pitch him once a month. It's fine. All I know is we miss David Robertson. But, yeah, I, I would absolutely, without question, if I'm the Yankees, I'm pulling the trigger on this. I'm trading for an Arenado tomorrow. And, honestly, he, and here's the one thing that I'm kind of surprised about. Lindor, Betts, um, who's the other guy that everyone can talk about? Josh getting? Hader. Hader. And Josh Hader is very vocal. You didn't really hear them mention anything about being disrespected or, eh, you know, uh, whatever it is what it is. No one really made a comment. No one Arenado was pissed. He's done. I would hope not. The front office for the Brewers is good. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like, Nolan Arenado is very upset about this. Right, but I can understand it from the other players. The Indians' front office isn't that good. The Red Sox' front office overpays everybody. And no, the Red, Sox, the Red Sox' front office is good. They're, they're good. They could be better, though, for a team that, like that The guy they just got built Tampa Bay. Uh, they're, they're, sure, but we'll good. see what he does. I mean, he has to change that whole image because that front office before that was overpaying everybody, and they were over overcompensating in trades all the time. They weren't really that well run. And then the Rockies, we know, are... I wouldn't say they're badly run, but they're not very well run either. They're not bad, They're not bad, but they're just... They're in that royal class. Like They need a lot of picks to pan out, and if they don't draft well, they're screwed. No well, free they, agent goes They there. do have some bad contracts on that team, though. It's Who? Desmond, I think, was one. They're expecting him to be the same thing he was... In that, he's, he's, when he broke out that, what was it, the 2015 season for Washington? He yeah, had a really good year. But yeah. 
to expect him to be that when he's always been a Even in Texas. Streaky. I think he had a great year in Texas, too. Right. Or half a year. Yeah, he had, I think he had one good year in Texas, too. But they expected him to pan out. Obviously, Wade Davis, they gave a lot of money, too, and that didn't work. So they've definitely made some questionable decisions at times. But, yeah, I don't think they're badly running. Or I don't think they're greatly run. They're kind of in between, but I would still say below average for them. But the Brewers are definitely not. They're very well run. I agree, but, you know, unfortunately, can't please everybody. Speaking of you can't please everybody, we are uh, right now going to take another quick break. Talked about half hour too long, but that's fine. Um, when we come back, I say um because I'm trying to think about what I want to talk about first because football, I can wait till tomorrow. The UFC thing, though, really pisses me off. What do you think, Speedy? Well, I had to hear the Conor McGregor hater do it, so it has to be a little lighter than for what for what he did. Oh no, I'm not. T- I'm not. No, it's not Conor McGregor's fault, but you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, I guess so. All right. So when we come back, we'll talk about the UFC, the Ultimate Fake Championship. Yep. Find out why next on the home stretch. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And, and, and manage the baseball team. Little League? Fantasy League. We are back, back, back with the home stretch on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello. Welcome back to the home stretch. We are in the final stretch of the home stretch. Bam. I'm here all week. Anyway, um, in all seriousness, um, so. I don't know if it's today. It's probably Thursday from what everyone's telling me. A new version of the home stretch will be starting. That's all I can tell you because, um, you know, that's all I know. I don't know. Uh, everyone tells me it'll be better, so that's cool. I'll still come here and throw all the shots that I want, and uh, that's about it. Um... Yeah, that's that. I, I don't know really what else to tell you other than um, it's been fun. I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, so speaking of taking shots, right, I think that this is pretty apropos that I get to do this. I told you so. I told you so. You can't remember what I told you? Well, I told you a lot of things that no one's listening to me about, but it all turned out to be true. Um Trade him now. No, well, well, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, I'm trying to see if Arenado just got traded to the Yankees as I said that. Because that would be great. That would be great. I would literally call myself Nelson Thomas, and there's not a thing anyone could tell me. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but things break always after your show, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um,. Yeah, so let's just let's just quickly, quickly, quickly go back in time. I don't, I know I was at this network. I don't remember who I was arguing with, but I said it might have been Errol Marks. The UFC is on the take, and everyone was like, "No way, no way, no how! You're out of your mind." It's the purest sport there is. Blah 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 blah. I said boxing had. It was Errol. I remember this now. Really? Because Errol, Errol does mention a lot. He really is a fan of old school boxing, though, too. So I'm surprised he would right. have said something like that. 
but that doesn't sound like something he would say. That they're on the take. Yeah, because he maybe it wasn't him then. Maybe yeah, because he always else. he always makes fun of the common notion people have that UFC is going to take over boxing and boxing. No, 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 no. I mean, on the take is in like the fights are staged. Oh, I don't know. Well, that could be him, but I'm not sure. But anyway. That's what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. All the take to me means we're going to give you this money, you're going to let this guy beat you, and we're going to take all the revenue for it. That's what I mean by the take. So you're literally... So let's just go back a year, right? I think it was the Rousey fight that I said that was completely and utterly staged. It was her last fight. Everyone knew she wanted out, and she basically hinted that she wanted to go wrestle, so she went to go wrestle. the one she lost? Yes. Okay. So she got annihilated. She got beat to piss. But it made that other girl star. A star. Well, for the short time being, she was the biggest name going. Then the rematch, whatever, whatever. And then the ratings weren't Didn't great. She loses someone else though afterward, like five mm, months later or something. Yeah, but that 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 was a ho- that that fight was an absolute and utter just do you still want to do it type thing. That first the, her. Second loss, she was out. She just wanted. She was mentally done, and that's fine. But I said after that fight, the UFC stages their fights. Everyone resented me for it. Everyone gets to kind of be. Uh... Oh, hold on. Snugs alert, and this was actually valid and important. So we're going to read this. Is there anything more fabulous or amazing than an? Unmitigated and pure Tyler Harrison. I told you so. I live for them. Hashtag ban the beef. I don't know. I think my pure I told you so is pretty good. It's definitely up there with the I'm always right comments and stuff. But anyway, I I do want to if that if this fight on so the cowboy Dan. Uh, Cerrone, however you pronounce his name, and Conor McGregor got this pay-per-view app fight on Saturday, ESPN+. Plus. It's not really a pay-per-view. It wasn't really a big card. I'm surprised ESPN+, Plus paid enough for Conor McGregor to do it. But let's just be honest here. The fight lasted 40 seconds. And Conor McGregor went away for a very long time. Conor McGregor needed to go away. He needed to stay out of the limelight. And I be- this is what wrestling does. Okay, Vince McMahon is a genius. He's a marketing billionaire. He's literally how you set up an entertainment business. Okay, Vince McMahon tells Dana White a lot of business information. And at the beginning of this, Ken Shamrock, Tito Ortiz, Rampage Jackson, um, Chuck Liddell, these guys, when Randy Couture, when these guys are going out there fighting, yes, it's pure. Yes, these were the guys that were actually paid to fight. Yes, I'm not saying it was always this way. Just like pure boxing, back when Tyson, and back when Ali, and Frazier, and... Sugar Evans, listen, I, I, we can go on and on. They were pure sports at a time. Just like team sports were pure at a time. You cannot possibly tell me 
that the UFC is still this pure. It's not. It's quite frankly not. That's the two biggest stars in the company are John Jones and Conor McGregor. John Jones has been banned from fighting. He's been, you know, people have been sick of him. I'm personally sick of him. I, I want him to go away. I don't. I think he's bad for the business. I think he's bad for the sport. Go away and get a nine to five job. That's what I would say. And people say he's the greatest fighter ever. Go play football with his brother. <laughs> Who's his brother? Chandler Jones. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Chandler Jones. I don't know anything about guy. UFC, but I knew that. Ch- but Chandler Jones is such a high character guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, <laughs> all right. Sounds. Yeah. yeah well, okay. Well, you learn something new every day. Thank you for that, Nugget Speedy. Yeah, maybe Bill Belichick can coach him. I freaking know. But um. <laughs> Uh, the biggest star in the company is by far Conor McGregor. That guy, and I, I know I'll mention this a lot, he is the biggest star the company has and is the smartest promoter they have. Conor McGregor had a $100 million fight with Floyd Money Mayweather, and he's not a boxer. And it was the highest grossing fight of all time. That speaks volumes. And I find it amazing that now we're hearing this rematch coming about. Let me just let me just ask everyone this question that right now at home is going. There's no way this fight was fixed. So let's okay, let's just say okay, Conor McGregor goes in there and it's a pure fight, and Conor McGregor gets his ass knocked out because it's a pure fight. Anybody can knock out anybody in a real fight. Whoever hits you in the right spot at the right time is gonna knock you out. Doesn't matter how strong, tall you are. You get hit in the right spot at the right time. You're done. That's it. Now, let's say Conor McGregor gets knocked out by the Cowboy. Do you think after a knockout, after being away, and after being just mentally, mentally wearing out the public, Conor McGregor's buyout or buy-in rate for the next pay-per-view is going to be high? You're out of your mind. People are going to go, there's no way he's going to beat Floyd Mayweather because he just lost to the Cowboy. There's no way he's going to go in there and knock out Nate Diaz. He just got knocked out. There's no way he's going to go in there with Khabib and win now. There's no way he's going to go in there with Ferguson now. You cannot tell me Conor McGregor loses that fight with the Cowboy and the UFC is okay. The UFC would literally fall to crap if that happened. Okay, That's like when Anderson Silva lost to Chris Weidman. What did that do for the UFC? It kind of just said, all right, Anderson Silva, your time is up now. You lost to Chris Weidman. Time to move on. Everyone around here was buzzing because he's a Long Island guy. But outside of this, no one knew who Chris Martin was. And in hindsight, Anderson Silva is still a more popular name than Chris Weidman. Conor McGregor needed to win that fight. So the UFC made him win that fight. And even if you watch the 40 seconds, the Cowboy is kind of, all right, getting ready to take the kick in the face to me. He didn't attack him. He didn't put his hand up. He didn't do nothing. He didn't even throw a punch. He did throw a punch. I apologize. But he didn't look like he was really intrigued in the fight. He kind of looked like he had a job to do and he was going to do it. I, I just, I, to me, everything gets eventually monopolized by money. Dana White knows that his biggest star is Conor McGregor, whether he likes him or not. Okay, Conor McGregor is the UFC right now. Conor McGregor could not have lost that fight. Conor McGregor, regardless who it was, needed to win that fight. Conor McGregor, and I'm not blaming Conor McGregor. I love Conor McGregor. Team Gregor, 
Who the hell are you, lad? Like, I love Conor McGregor. I think he's great. I think he's a tremendous spokesman. I think he's great for advertising. I think he's great for promoting whatever he's doing. And I think he's a good fighter. He could not have lost that fight. Okay? I think he knew that. I think Dana White knew that. And ultimately, I think the Cowboy knew that. Conor McGregor is on the top of the card. That's not just good for Conor McGregor and Dana White. That's good for all the mini cards after him. Or under him, rather. The up-and-coming fighter that, you know, no one knows about yet. Uh, he's got five professional fights under him. I don't know who this guy Oh, wow, he just knocked that guy out with a roundhouse. That's cool. All right, I'll remember his name next time. Diego Sanchez. You remember Diego Sanchez? The retired, he, you know, obviously him and Forrest Griffin kind of came in together. But Diego Sanchez was a guy that everyone was like, all right, you're from the Ultimate Fighter. Let's watch what you're doing. Never became the next star. But there are guys that need that opportunity. So they take it and they became somewhat successful. I'm successful, but became somewhat, you know, uh, what's a good word? Somewhat. Well, known. well, no, there you go. Diego Sanchez started the yes chance that everyone loves now. Daniel Bryan from the WWE took that from Diego Sanchez. Now look what Daniel Bryan did with it. The Islanders do it. It's all over baseball stadiums now. It's always been a thing. So now it got so big it rearranged WrestleMania. Let's really talk about that. So my whole point to this is Conor McGregor stardom is needed for the UFC. If you can't see now that the UFC is going to kind of buy and, you know, going in and out of their ways, like Khabib's next fight, Khabib will win his next fight. Khabib's not losing his next fight because ultimately the money, the money fight is him and McGregor too. They're not stupid. They know that. Now, the question is, do the big fights still become genuine? Maybe. Maybe. Some of them. The real ones, yeah. Like, for example... D.C. Brock Lesnar. Okay. Do you think by circumstance Brock Lesnar just kind of tapped the security guard in there and walked to the ring the second the fight was over? That would not have happened. That would not have happened at all. Brock Lesnar was told after that fight, we want you to go in the octagon and we want you to create some controversy in case you can fight D.C. Okay, good, I'll do it. Brock Lesnar was in the octagon The second that fight was over, the second DC has his hand raised, Brock Lesnar is on the stairwell going into the octagon. That does not happen without Dana White knowing weeks in advance that that's happened. Brock Lesnar, no one remembers the fight. No one remembers how DC won the fight. But everyone remembers Brock Lesnar and DC's promo after the fight. And it's a promo because it was scripted and it was no way. DC is not talking to Brock Lesnar, a collegiate champion, two-time heavyweight champion like that. There's no way in hell, okay? There's no way he's talking to him that way. Without Dana White going, it's not. It's just whatever. And again, you go back to the Brock Lesnar-John Jones fight that was supposed to happen. And then who screwed that up? John Jones. So I do I think that the UFC is completely corrupt and completely undertake? I don't think so. I'm not going to say that. I do think, though, there are certain stars, Conor McGregor, John Jones, maybe Woodley, that's fights are very hand-picked, okay? Like CM Punk's first fight, okay? Didn't go very well, right? No, it didn't. 
it was a hand-picked fight. Every fighter said so. Everybody that kind of knew the UFC said CM Punk picked this guy because he thinks he matches up well, and they put him on a main card. That fight should be a prelim. But it was because CM Punk's a name, and Dana White is no longer interested in the competition of the sport, just the ratings of the sport. And I'm going to be honest with you. I know a lot of guys around here that love this stuff, and they think it's still pure and so genuine, and I feel bad because it should be. But it's no longer that way. And I just think the second that UFC kind of catches wind of, oh, all right, maybe we should stop, it'll go back to being that way. But Dana White is on the verge of being a billionaire because of this. He's not going to not take that opportunity. Greed consumes everything. Dana White is no longer the hungry business owner that wants the best fighters possible. Dana White is now the businessman that wants characters and wants guys bigger than life so that way he can draw ratings. This is no longer this fight scene. You want to fight? Go watch Bellator. You want to fight? Go watch... What's the other fighting company? But go watch Bellator. That, that's, that's the fight. That's a real unscripted fight. And I think now you're starting to see why guys like GSP, guys like uh, Rampage Jackson, and the list goes on and on. They have problems with Dana White. Tito Ortiz, I think that there's a problem here. Uh, Ken Shamrock has been, I mean, Ken Shamrock's punch drunk, so love him, but he needs to go. But I, I just, I, I feel bad that I'm saying this, but the UFC is no longer this up-and-coming fight scene, and they're no longer going to be the number one sport, okay? It's over now. The UFC on Saturday proved that it's as rigged as most sports are. And it's sad because I think all sports should be in somewhat pure. Uh, obviously, officials are going to screw up, you know, but that's part of their job. Their part of their job is their immediate injection on what they think the rule is at that time, and their vision on something, and whether it's obscure or not, we have to understand that that's what the official is there to do. Is every strike always a strike? No. Is every ball always a ball? No. Is every touchdown a certainty? No. But all in all, sports are pure because the referees make a pure decision. They're not thinking about, oh, well, the league needs the Raiders to win by 15 so that way they could go to the Super Bowl. So, all right, uh, pass interference. You want, you want a prime example of how sports are rigged? Okay. So Saturday you got Conor McGregor's fight. That's UFC. Baseball. I mean the Astros. Let's just cheating. Okay, there's that. Football. I mean, New Orleans got screwed last year. LA is the biggest market outside New York and the whole entire Which is not United States. Football, it's not a good football market though. No, it's not, but <laughs> I guarantee you those Super Bowl raids were disappointing. And now look, the Rams didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're the new Dolphins. So They're becoming the Dolphins, what they used to be. They're overpaying for everybody, and... Their talent's getting they, thin. Their talent's getting real thin. They have star power, but they don't... Yeah, they have a lot of holes. They're becoming what the Dolphins were. And they was. overpaid for their quarterback. Let's talk about Jared Goff they're for using, a second. And they're using the... Like the Dolphins, I think they're using the climate and the, the big city, the warm weather to their advantage. I think they're mm-hmm. becoming that. Yep. 
That's why they can't that beat cold-weather be fired. <laughs> That's why they can't beat cold-weather teams. But anyway, uh, basketball. Basketball is probably the most rigged sport of them all. Every time LeBron touches the ball, it's a foul on somebody. I mean, he basically cried himself to a championship when Draymond kicked him in the nuts. Oh, my God. We're not arguing this again. We're not arguing. It's a fact, Jack. So, no sport is pure anymore. And it's sad because people accept it to be a falsehood or anything like that. But just because it's not pure doesn't mean it can't be enjoyed, I suppose. Hockey. Hockey's pure. But, again, no one watches hockey. So, purity doesn't draw ratings, I guess. NASCAR, too. NASCAR is kind of pure. Think about it. Golf is pure and it's boring. That's kind of hard to rig NASCAR. <laughs> well, no, it's not. But they give one guy a flat tire and they don't want to win. <laughs> All right, fine. It's a little hard to rig NASCAR. Fine. But um, that's it. Our time here is done. Speedy, we're in the end game now. Tell them where they can find us. Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, on our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. And we are one of only... In honor of Derek Jeter, I'm going to say it twice, 16, 16 sports radio networks and podcasts on Radio.com. And I'll say it twice, too. That is Radio.com. I'm very proud of you, Speedy. Had to roll with it. Very proud of you, Speedy. And, um, yeah. That's our show. Uh, why am I trying to blank as to what I'm supposed to do now? End game. Somebody can find us. Yeah, I don't know. I'm lost. Um, I got it. Don't worry. No, go ahead. This is the part where I always say, thanks for listening and have a glorious night. I wish you were sane with that much enthusiasm. Nah, not worth it. No, it wasn't. But you know what? It made it all happy, so that's all that matters. No, me singing doesn't make him happy. No. No, it does not. But yet he wants it anyway. No, that's because he's a little weird. I'm just kidding. Before you know it, he'll call. Who are you calling weird? No, no. no, he'll admit he's weird. He's not afraid to admit that. Oh, well. I don't know. Anyway. We'll be back tomorrow. We will talk about the AFC and NFC Championship. And, um... I don't really know what else we're going to talk about tomorrow because tomorrow really hasn't happened yet. Whatever, I screwed up these guys' names. I don't care. So, I'm going to go call the host or not host. I don't know what the hell we're doing. So, we'll call Eric. See what Eric has to say. Um, you know what I want to do tomorrow? Because I don't know how these guys are going to operate. Tomorrow, we're going to go through every team and see what they need to do in the offseason, I think. NFL? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, I, I haven't watched a game of basketball this year. I have to tell you, I haven't lost an ounce of sleep. <laughs> Not an ounce of sleep. Steph Curry will come back, and everyone's just going to 
absolutely be like, oh, yeah, that's right. He is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Besides Errol, who said he wasn't. <laughs> no, I just think a lot of people are like, oh, Golden State. Oh, boy, what happened to them? I think this is great well, for Golden I State. I think they know they have a, lead, a leniency of, all right, our star player got hurt. Both. Yeah, right. And now Draymond has to actually, like, shoot, and that's not something they want when Seth Clay come back and they get another piece for D'Angelo Russell, that team's going to be pretty good. We'll see. And Kevin Durant's going to rue the day he left there. I'll tell you that much. Maybe. Just saying. But, yeah, so we're out of here. I hope everyone has a wonderful night. Um, yeah. I guess we'll see everybody tomorrow. See ya! You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.